Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Analytic here, aka Dreams, and I'd like to welcome you to mine, which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast. I'm your hip hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of RB mixed in. But for episode 16, it hurts my heart to see the goat through the pro- go through the process, the mental Rolodex of what it will look like to retire. So that's that's basically what this whole uh, episode is based off of. And that's going to be the first topic we get into. So for the first topic, we're going to have Drake and him talking about retiring, but also getting into a little bit of the Drake and Little Yachty um, interview, if if that's even what you want to call it. (laughs) And then um, we're going to move into Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and a lot of different information that's came in over the developers video where they was giving us more in detail look about how the mechanics work and just where they're trying to take the story in general and then we're going to transition from that and go into wb confirming over a phone call that mortal kombat 12 is coming out this year and it's not just any phone call it's like an earnings call for investors but you know with investing being so easy easy to do nowadays anybody can be in those earning calls so that's how i leaked but uh that's good news for me because i'm a huge fighting game and i would guess for some of y'all who also play fighting games and then we're gonna finish with (laughs) you know we gotta finish with some drama it's always drama in the hip-hop landscape and we're gonna be getting into ti responding to boosie over snitching allegations Mm -mm -mm. but before that Make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep all my latest activities. If you want to support the show financially, click my Cash App link located towards the bottom of my link tree as it helps your show overall. Also, make sure to share this podcast rating the show five stars as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now let's get into the first topic, which is, unfortunately, the GOAT thinking about retirement i mean obviously you haven't done one of these in a shit long time so i just want to take it all over the place a guy like you that essentially i feel like and i don't want to i hate i'm first off i want to say that drake has been in his unserious arc as a lot of people love to label it as his last interview with adonis and I forget who the interviewer was, but I guess he does funny type of interviews. And it was Drake and Adonis interview. So if you look that up, you know what I'm talking about. But coming off of that interview and then having this interview with Lil Yachty, 
I think he's definitely in his unserious arc as these quote unquote interviews are so out of left field as far as the topics and the information that we gather from it. But one of the key points that I did pull from this interview is that unfortunately, let me see if I have any, do I have any sad music? I don't think I have any sad music. I don't. That's tough. Anyways, um, the GOAT is thinking about retiring. And, and that's kind of something that a lot of people saw as a, as a clip from Little Yachty's uh, account. And they just thought it was promo. But then when you get into it, you realize that Drake was actually talking about retiring because they thought Lil Yachty was quote unquote clickbaiting. But now it comes to the it comes out fully. And Drake's actually explaining his thought process of retirement. So here it is right here. I'm not going to say has everything because no, read so many is there material as a man. I think I'm at the point now where I just want to like, and I, I feel like maybe we talked about this the other day, but I, I, I feel like I'm kind of introducing the concept in my mind of a, of a graceful, exit like mm. and and almost just kind of i feel like a lot of people that i've watched as the years have gone on it's a really addictive competitive space and oftentimes you're like addicted to the to the competition itself and that's where it got me i think that drake has been dominating for so long that he's kind of looking at his competition and he was like it's not even close now like Maybe I should just try something else. Like, maybe I should try to master another field instead of just completely dominating the music field. And, of course, some people would be like, Drake's not dominating music field. I mean, you have Kendrick coming. You have J. Cole. I mean, if we're talking about hip-hop, Kendrick, J. Cole, numbers-wise, statistically, objectively, is nowhere close to Drake when it comes to sales. But then, when you get into... When you break out of hip-hop and look at the music landscape, you can see the likes of Bad Bunny, Taylor Swift, of course. Um, who's other ones? I would say Rod Wave, but not at not at Drake's level, but he's he's up and coming. Like Rod Wave is doing arena tours, so I don't think like people realize how big Rod Wave is. But um the two artist I want to focus on is is really Bad Bunny and then Taylor Swift. So of course Taylor Swift has been around, but Bad Bunny has just started to break records touring. Like he's broke records for like the most money made in a month via touring. So when you start to realize that your competition is no longer in the hip hop realm, is in a music field, it's kind of like how long do I want to just keep competing for that top spot? And that's why I think the phrase graceful exit is used by drake other than oh when i'm knocked off my my throne or when i'm knocked off number one because technically if if we're only talking about hip-hop i don't think drake will ever be knocked off of his top um knocked off at number one when it comes to sales of course i don't know if you've looked at the top earning or the, the top selling artists of all time there's Drake, there's Eminem, and then there's the rest of the hip-hop rappers. Now, I want y'all to, because I don't want to make it, you know what, 
But I just want y'all to look at, you know, the, the complexion of Drake, the complexion of Eminem, and then start to realize that when we're talking about hip hop, there's not going to be any rappers that really outsells Drake and Eminem. And I could hear somebody coming in and be like, but what about Jay-Z? But what about, what about Kanye West? And when you think about Jay-Z and Kanye West, you think about the business aspect of Jay-Z. I think he just sold like a portion of his liquor brand or whatever. Like he, he does those type of investments. And then Kanye, his, his impact sales wise is not even well jay-z too the impact sales wise when it comes to music music is not close to eminem and drake but when you include the the business side and then the different joint ventures they've done like with um kanye and adidas like the most prominent example um that puts them on another level of revenue um than some of the other rappers you know so when you're talking about earning when it comes to when it comes to money they can be in that conversation of course I mean, was Jay-Z like one of the first black billionaires? But when it comes to money made strictly off music, like strictly off music, it's Drake and it's Eminem. And y'all tell me why that is. I mean, I'm not trying to say that they don't make good music at all. But, you know, sometimes when you have, you know, the complexion for the protection, then your sales and your reach is just going to have a wider range than some artists who they look at and they don't really relate to hopefully that makes sense anyways i didn't want to make that a deep conversation let's get into uh drake explaining his graceful exit even more and so you know you'll you'll like sometimes it'll baffle you like why are these people still making attempts at um like trying to be present in the space and then you'll realize like they they probably their their needs and desires and their soul was probably fed for so long off of being a guy or the guy that they can't let it go. And so I guess like what's left for me is just to find a way to gracefully continue. Like I'm not ready now, but to gracefully like continue. And once he said that, I was like, oh. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Like, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad Drake's not ready now, because if he would have said I'm about to retire in the next one to two years, like on some LeBron James type tip, I would have I would have broke down. I don't know. If, I don't know if I can handle LeBron and Drake retiring at the same time. I don't know if I can handle it. I ain't gonna lie to you. You can call me emotional. You know, what I mean, you can all you can call me all type of names. But one type of name you can't call me is crazy because these are the goats of the generation. And whenever you see goats retire, it has to say. It has to have some type of effect. Like, even when iconic legends, I'm not even going to name any, but even when iconic legends pass away, the type of impact that has on people is like a real impact. But obviously on a much less uh, lesser scale, when they retire, it, it, it has a lesser impact as far as, um, yeah, now the, the passing away one's kind of rough. But uh, when they retire, you kind of get what I'm saying. Like when they retire, you have that same, but lesser impact of really impacting people's lives. Like I know people who like stay up to listen to Drake when he first drops his album. I know people who be counting the, the number of games that it's going to take for the Lakers to get into the playoffs. Like the reason I'm comparing 
LeBron and Drake is because they're the two that I can mostly compare that are in their field and none of their peers are close. Like to get somebody who's close to them, you have to go way back in time. And I don't know if there's any other field that I can like directly point besides LeBron and Drake as far as being way ahead of their peers. But um, yeah, man, it's going to be a sad day in history whenever Drake retires. And it's kind of interesting that he's kind of bringing that up now because what Drake is like, was it 2023 so drake is probably like 20 plus years 20 plus years in the game i think maybe even more maybe even more i know he's been in the game for two decades so it was at least 20 years but um i think it was if i'm not mistaken but um so drake's been in the game for a while that's basically what i'm trying to say i mean if you look up drake's age and Lil wayne's age i mean i think they're only separated from like from like uh two to three years so it's like Lil wayne's not that old and drake's not that young you know <laughs> it's kind of like drake's been in the game for a while um so i think at the end of the day when you really get into drake and and getting into his graceful exit it is a sad it's a sad idea but it has to happen at some point even with the greatest of all time which is why i even brought up uh, lebron and um over at um and and just in general i just feel like we really have to understand how these type of iconic artists really impact people as far as a whole and over at wisdom we do have a person wanting to join in as a guest so uh this is gonna be the first time he's doing this so hopefully i can make sure to edit this right to to put him in as well but we're gonna add let me see we're gonna add charlie uh I think that's what his name is. Yeah, Charlie. And we're gonna see what he has to say about this uh topic. Oh, you twitching, eh? Hey, hey, Charlie. How you, how's it going? Oh, it's doing good. Before we get into the little topic, so um, you're over there on your little Twitch page, like you do that. I do that too. I I twitch, but I don't have my people on the mic for they won't hear on wisdom. You know what I mean? Because where I don't got permission for their voices from Twitch to put on wisdom. Yeah, we was, yeah. We was trying to um like right now. I was getting into uh, like Drake. And, and him retiring, and uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? I am an underground artist. I've been in the game since 1993. I retired, but I didn't really retire. You don't retire. You just retire from making albums 24-7, but you're still in the game. Look at Too Short. How many times he retired and came back with an album? I'm glad you say that. Artists do not retire. <laughs> like, if you they think about retire. it, they artists never actually retire when they say they're going to retire. Yeah, they might take a hiatus for a little bit, you know what I mean, but never retire. Like Dr. Dre, ten years or twelve years till he put out the album. You know what I mean? Another album. So they don't really retire; they just take breaks, basically. Yeah, even with Jay Z, I mean, he said he was completely done, and then he came with four, four, four. So he was like, I thought and you now he got a new song with um, uh, was it he? A uh, God did the new. Yeah, God did last year. Yeah. Should have won a Grammy, by the way. I'm I'm sad it didn't. That was definitely one of my favorite tracks of the year. Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. All right, Sam, that guy Sam, he makes good music. I ain't gonna lie, right? But yeah. he gets a Grammy and stuff because of why, let's just say. But Dr. Dre and them don't get a Grammy, but their lyrics are meaning something. And then they say, oh, we just did a, uh, we just um, represented Devil on TV. Okay, but at the end, you represented God when they were sitting having the table. So basically, there was all kinds of rituals going on in that Grammy. I didn't, I was lost. I was really lost watching some people who got awards should not got awards. 
It's like yeah, the Grammys is a tricky thing because for me, I, I look at the behind the scenes and I feel like it's a lot of politics as far as really? if you don't perform, you won't get a trophy, or if you do perform, you get a trophy. Which is why I think Beyonce even showed up because they told her she was going to win, and I don't think they necessarily told her what award she was going to win because I think she probably won the best album of the year. But with yeah. Jay Z not winning any awards for God did, it's kind of like one of those things where it's it's a very it's very politics driven just to get they them there because they know the ratings is not going to be where it should be if the stars aren't there. Well, what I didn't like about the Grammys was the fan thing what they brought in. The reason why when they were sitting around the table, right, you had the black girl, she liked. Is Lizzie, right? Lizzo. Oh, Lizzo? Yeah. Yeah. You had the white woman. I like Taylor Swift. They made it so stereotypical what black people like black music. I'm like, man, this is so bullshit. It should be who made the good song, not for what color they is. And that woman should like country because it was just so, I didn't like that, like the politics of it. Yeah, I feel like if, if politics was taken out of it, we'll get more honest um, awards when it comes to like the best product. Because I honestly think that the album of the year should have went to uh, Bad Bunny because the way he ran 2022. Now, me, personally, I didn't listen to Bad Bunny because I'm not Latino. I don't understand it. Yeah, he got some good party joints and stuff. I'm a daddy Yankee guy. Now, he won an award, which he should have won. And there was another person that won an award, what they won. Bad Bunny, he did get album of the year, didn't he? Or streams. The nah, most album uh, streamed of the year or something. I think Bad Bad Bunny got like a guy. I think he got like one of the Latin awards. I yeah, the Latin album of the year he won. Yeah, and um, I, it's understandable. You know, he's like the new Daddy Yankee, so it's understandable that he won that because he's out there doing everything, wrestling, promoting all that. And I, so I give that to you. And he bees himself. His his performance wasn't too much on there. He didn't have a bunch of people twerking or nothing. It was just a wholesome show, you know. And I was yeah, like, no, that makes sense. So I was like, okay, I think that was the most performance that never had, or and the hip hop performance. But I found that was weak because they had too many performers for that, like twenty something of them, and they only had a. 40 seconds or 30 seconds each. So there was no real showcase going on for the pot of it. It was just like a random mixtape going on with your favorite rappers. And there were some rappers from the 50 year generation that I did not. Why did you have little baby in there? Yeah. The, the whole, it seems like you watched the, uh, the award show more than, than I did. Cause I kind like of watched the performances. I always, since I've been little, I used to watch the performances with my mom, like the Michael Jackson performances, the good ones, you know? And that's all I watched the Grammys for. I didn't really care about the awards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the performances are definitely the best part. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming in because uh, I feel like when people come in as a guest, it adds a different perspective. And, you know, sometimes I don't like to be the only one just talking. But also, I was wanting well, to um, circle go? back to uh, Drake retiring. Yeah, and did you have you. any, like, other thoughts on that, um, on well, him do you think thinking about retirement? Retire? Like, if he does retire to you, do you think he got that album out there now that lets him have a retirement album? Like, nobody's going to bug him for work no more because that he got that album. Out. Like, Weekend, if he retired now, nobody would yell at him and make a new album because he got body of work out there where it's like, 
timeless music that you'd be like Michael Jackson. He made the Thriller album. He could have retired on that for the rest of his life, but he didn't. You know, nobody would bug him for music, probably. Do you think Drake got the body of work to do that, to retire? Yeah, I'll definitely say Take Care and Nothing Was the, Nothing Was the Same. It's the two albums that allows him to like just retire and be considered a legend. Okay, nice one. And um, me... He's too young to retire. I'm 45. He's only 30 something, man. He he still got a yeah. lot of time. I mean, you so. you heard him in one of his raps. He said, you know, he planned to retire at 35. Is already funded, but now he's 36 still rapping. So, you know, I don't think he really made up his mind on, on when he wants to retire. Nah, but I definitely want to get back to into in uh, wrapping up the segment. But I definitely appreciate you yeah. joining in to give your perspective. Uh, is there anything you want to shout out as far as like uh, where people can find you on social media? Nah, this is all you, man. Thank you for having me up. I just put my input and keep on doing your thing and stay big, stay strong, and be the human what you is, what God made you. One love. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, Charlie. All righty. That was, that was great. See, I love when guests come in and give their perspective. And he was well-informed, too. He was way more informed about the Grammys than I was. Like, I saw different performances, and I saw the, the winners, but it seemed like he watched all the performances. So I'm, I'm glad he uh, joined in. So that was Charlie, by the way. Um, he didn't give his socials, but, you know... Um, if you come over to Wisdom, you would have seen his uh, profile pop up. But uh, what else? Okay, so there was one more thing I was wanting to get into with this whole Drake situation. Extremely, like, interesting and hopefully cherished by people. And then... Okay, so yeah, let, let's just finish this part about him talking about uh, his graceful exit. So Drake gets into even more detail because this man, this man can unpack some, can he? <laughs> this man just talking about graceful exit, like we don't understand what he's saying. But anyways, let's uh get more. Let's get more into uh, his explanation. That are extremely like interesting and hopefully cherished by people, and then to find the right time to say like I can't wait to see what the next generation does. I'll still be around to like, you know, work with people or do a sh do a show here or there, but I'm not going to like force myself mm -hmm. to compete. I would love to just see what the next generation um, does whenever that time is. So I guess like that's like the one thing that I like want for myself really badly. All right. So that's basically him wrapping up his thoughts about his graceful exit. So. To give my overview thoughts on Drake retiring, I think that he's um, definitely a little tongue-in-cheek when it comes to that word retiring. I think maybe putting out music less. Because if you, I mean, if you think about it, Drake put out two albums last year. In a, like, in a span of a year, Drake put out two albums. I mean, if you think about some of the top lyricists, well, lyricists, quote-unquote, in his uh, lane, it takes them like five years to make an album. So maybe Drake's just talking about slowing down the production as far as uh, OVO and, and him actually giving his <laughs> his signed artist some more shine and not just taking up the whole music landscape. So I think that's what he means, just not putting out as much music. But uh, as far as Drake retiring, he's definitely capping. <laughs> but anyways, uh, click my link here in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. Also, shout out to I want to shout out to Charlie one more time for for joining in, and giving his perspective because that was definitely needed, and I'm I'm glad he uh came in and gave his uh two cents. But anyways, uh, click my link here in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about Drake and the Lil Yachty interview as a whole? And do you think that Drake will actually retire from music?
Okay, now we're going to get into Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and some new information that just came through with this new, with their new developer's uh, breakdown. So, the Suicide Squad just had a showcase, a developer showcase, which they broke down some of the more hidden mechanics in the game. Because a lot of people just saw that... So there was a leak that came out. And for people who was into the gaming industry, they, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, basically, there was a picture showcasing that there was a battle pass for Suicide Squad. Now, I know what you're saying. If there's a battle pass for Suicide Squad, that means that's going to be like Avengers and it's going to be a Gotham Knights. Like, it's just going to be a complete trash game. Like, it's just going to be atrocious, right? But if you watch the developer showcase... I believe that Suicide Squad has some different type of mechanics that can save the game. Now, first off, I don't want to compare it to Avengers because that game is complete. Just cash grab, throw a bunch of A-list superheroes for your money. That was a complete waste of time. Gotham Knights, I think, was an honest attempt of making a multiplayer um, game enjoyable without having to pay for enjoyment. For Suicide Squad, this is made by Rocksteady. Like, the, the same people who made the Batman games. Like, this is made by Rocksteady. Like, the same team that, that made um, um, Arkham Asylum. Uh, basically, all the Batman games, right? <laughs> Arkham Knight, all of them. And this is a continuation after Arkham Knight, I believe. And so, when you include that fact, I think... You have to give this game a benefit of the doubt. Like the, the, these, this team has made too many classics for you to just write them off because it's a multiplayer game. Now, have they made a multiplayer game before? No, but apparently the people who made Hi-Fi Rush never even made a rhythm-based action shooter before. Like it was more of they made a um, they like if you look up the 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 create creators for Hi-Fi Rush, they made some other genre type of game which completely flopped before they made hi-fi rush so developers are not to be boxed in when it comes to their creativity so for rocksteady i don't think it's a stretch <laughs> from rocksteady to go from a solo batman game to a multiplayer suicide squad game which involves the justice league like this is not just some budget off-brand video game where they can't use certain characters because they're for the big companies like they're that company like they're the company that's going to be using superman flash batman for the foreseeable future and who and who knows the critique and constructive feedback they they get from this game could just just bear with me could be used for a future justice league game like is nobody thinking about that like a lot of people are killing this game not knowing or not even thinking of what can come down the pipeline like if suicide squad does amazing you don't think we're going to get a justice league game two to three to four years from now probably two to three you know four is kind of a lot but uh, two to three years from now you don't think we're going to get a suicide squad with the same type of uh look and graphics like I feel like Rocksteady is setting themselves up for another classic run. You know how they had their classic run with the trilogy of Batman? 
I think they can have the Suicide Squad, Justice League 1, and then the next movie, or uh, next movie, <laughs> the next video game could be a mix of the most popular Suicide Squad members and some of the Justice League into a, like an overarching multi- I'm, I'm getting kind of ahead of myself, but you get what I'm saying. Like Rocksteady is known for, for world building and building off of the their last installment, which is why in Suicide Squad, this is literally the same Batman from all the beloved Arkham Knight, Arkham Asylum video games. So with that being said, uh, they showed off some co-op gameplay um, in the trailer and it was a lot of shooting going on. I didn't know it would be that much shooting. I thought it would be more like hands being thrown especially from harley quinn and boomerang like of course harley quinn does use the hammer and boomerang does use his well boomerang but <laughs> but it, um there was a lot of shooting going on so it, was, it, it i mean you know i kind of got like um what was it sunset overdrive type of vibes um as far as like the amount of shooting and just transversing the environment was going on like you you're really on the move a lot while you're shooting and i don't know why that reminds me of sunset overdrive like that's the only game that's that's done it um maybe crackdown as well the whole transversing the environment while shooting as far as like super like powers are involved like jumping and le leaping over buildings and stuff because of course all these different characters have to have a reason to why they can scale all the buildings and, and go to wherever they want to go. So most of these characters have jetpacks, and I think only Shark doesn't. He just jumps really high or something like that. But seriously, like, I don't know what his um transversal ability is. But it is Avengers-esque when it comes to that aspect. The, the transversing is uh, a little suspend your disbelief because not a lot of these characters are known for going from one city to another in just like five seconds you know it's like if it was superman or flash maybe but if it's like batman like you know it may need to take some time you know what i mean it may need to hop in a car you know wait for the car to pull up but for the, for most of these characters they either have a jetpack or some type of superhero leaping ability so the overview of the game to explain it in in detail it's basically we're still in the Arkhamverse where all the Batman. So think of everything that you gain that you gained as far as information from the pr previous Batman games, like Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knight, you know those type of games. Um, so we still have Penguin. We still have uh, a lot of villainous characters that was in that uh, Batman um, Rogues Gallery. But now you have heroes like Wonder Woman, Superman, uh, Flash. Who else? Green Lantern, who is black, by the way, you know, definitely, you know, it's Black History Month, so I had to point that out. But, uh, <laughs> and then the world of the game is vastly different because it's in Metropolis and not Gotham City. So that's another reason why I like this. It's, it's Rocksteady's take on Metropolis now, now that they've gotten the Gotham City um, down to a T. So they've moved over to Metropolis and showing the difference between Metropolis and Gotham, right? Like Gotham didn't really care for Batman. Metropolis like loves Superman. So it's like a lot of that being shown in the scenery. Um, it's reportedly, it's reported, I can't say it. It's reportedly <laughs> much bigger than um, the Batman Arkham games. And what else? So the main villain in this game is Brainiac, and he's brainwashed. You know, hey, guess guess what Brainiac does? Not just playing. He he brainwashed uh the Justice League. So now guess what? Suicide Squad has to kill the Justice League. Now are they gonna kill the Justice League? Like come on now, like we know what's gonna happen. But the title is fire. Like Suicide Squad 
killed the Justice League. Like, if that's not a fire title, I don't know what is. I feel like people are just hating and don't want to have fun. And why wouldn't you want like a co-op experience while you're playing a, a team game? Like, if it was called like Harley Quinn killed the Justice League, or if it was called like Boomerang killed the Justice League, I'll understand. But it's literally a team name, like Suicide Squad. Like, that's a team. Like, why not have multiplayer? I don't know. Like, the amount of people who would kill him hogwarts legacy well that's not a lot but a lot of people the small community that's killing hogwarts legacy for not having a multiplayer mode where was i going with that i totally forgot what i was saying that's crazy just killed my whole train of thought oh yeah the amount of people that's killing hogwarts legacy for having a multiplayer mode should be the same people um uplifting and and just cheering that rocksteady actually put a multiplayer into a game that's that's developed and based off of teamwork hopefully i got that across right um what else there's something else i want to get into okay yeah batman was going to be like a um was going to be kept secret until the game came out right but um kevin conroy let me make sure i think he i don't want to just say random people passed away but i think it was kevin conroy i don't want to say the wrong person i don't know why i keep looking up on my uh, laptop like i'm not streaming from multiple places let me let me, let me use my phone <laughs> give me a second <laughs> all right i think it was kevin conroy I, I just i just don't want to name the wrong person you know Okay, yeah, it was Kevin Conroy. Okay, so when Kevin Conroy passed away, because, you know, he was like the iconic voice of Batman. Um, during the Game Awards, I believe, when Suicide Squad had their trailer. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. They revealed, it was like a Batman section. They revealed that Batman was in the game and voiced um, by Kevin Conroy, I believe. So that's the whole reason why it wasn't held to like before the game came out. Because when you say kill the Justice League, obviously, you know, the Justice League is going to be in it. But you're like, when we're going to see Batman. So they're going to save that for when you actually play the game. But because Kevin Conroy passed away and he did voice that Batman in this game. Um, they had him come out. So basically, when Batman came out, you know, they had the voice and everything. Um, but yeah. What else? That's basically it. That's all I want to get into. Suicide Squad really is not that much to, to go over because, I mean, the game hasn't came out yet. And uh, when does it come out? That's probably, that's probably important to note. When does this game come out? This game comes out May 26, 
So May 26. So whether it's a good game or not still remains to be seen, but I think we should we should pump the brakes and give Rocksteady the benefit of the doubt. Like, come on now. So click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about Suicide Squad and their latest developer breakdown of the game? And do you think that people are being too hard on Suicide Squad? Or do you think Suicide Squad is just going to be straight out trash? Now, let's get into WB confirming in an earnings call of all places that Mortal Kombat 12 is coming out. Wait for it. This year. Now, you're probably wondering, how in the world do you know that Mortal Kombat 12 is coming out this year? I'm calling fake news. Like I'm labeling this fake news because there's no way that you can know that Mortal Kombat 12 is coming out this year without Ed Boon himself coming out and saying it. Well, all I got to say is WB messed up, man. WB trying to trying to build up his company to sell, uh, which, you know, is something I got from Beyond the Trailer, Grace Randolph, if you follow her. She's just an amazing person when it comes to covering TV and movie. But that's besides the point. You know what I mean? Let me get back to my, my stuff. So <laughs> basically, during a recent Warner Bros. Discovery earnings call, CEO David Zaslov, I think that's how you say it, mentioned that Mortal Kombat 12 is in the works and is, and is expected to come out this year. Now, the key word is expected, so it's not like he said it is coming out this year, but if it's expected to come out this year and you're talking to investors, like you're not just, like I don't think um, people understand what an earnings call is. So when you invest into a company, you get invited to uh, different calls so the, um, they can tell you how to, where the company is projected to go and like to kind of give you like a scale on, on like how much... Uh, faith you should have and i'm like oh we're about to do this this and that so that's why you should invest even more money you know stuff like that so i don't think they'll be lying to their investors saying that mortal kombat 12 is coming out this year like why would they lie to their investors like they may lie to y'all which is you know regular consumers like myself but to the investors you know they may be they may be a little bit more transparent which is why this is huge news because ed boone probably this is probably the furthest the least, uh, um, the worst way that his next installment could have got announced. Like he was probably thinking, uh, you know, fireworks, you know, jumping off a plane, you know, skydiving and just, you know, popping MK, uh, 12, you know, fireworks in the air. You know, he's probably thinking of something, um, extravagant, right? And here we go in a boring, long earnings call that Mortal Kombat 12 is coming out this year. So yeah, so that's how we know, man. That's that's basically all we got. Honestly, that's like like that's that's it. Like, you know, that's that's all the information. <laughs> that's all we know. So uh basically I just uh said that to say that, you know, you, you should really invest. You know, I really want to take this time to talk about investing because no, I'm not getting paid for it, even though even though um Red Circle, as far as the hosting platform, has been amazing for me. But anyways, let's keep going. Um investing is just a great way to spend your money. You know, people go to a bank and they put their money in the bank and earn like one cent every like 15 million years. You know what I'm saying? But then you invest into a company and I'm not talking about no start. Like this may offend some people, but I'm not talking about no startups or no like no gambling type of uh, 
companies i'm talking about the ones that's well established that you know that's going to be here for a while like disney apple mcdonald's stuff like that and then over time you look back like i just looked back to what i got and i just like i'm not going to tell you how much because you know the irs may be listening but let's just say i looked at my money in my bank looked at the money in my stocks and i was like the money in my stocks is growing way faster than the money in my bank let's just leave it at that so that's probably the the simplest way i can wait hold up I'm not a financial advisor. <laughs> so if you so if you do all this and go broke, you're not gonna sue me. I'm not I almost forgot to say that. That was wild. Yeah, nah, y'all would have got me. That's crazy. On Black History Month too. Y'all should be ashamed of yourself. Anyways, I'm not a financial advisor, but that's just something I would say. Um Should I say that at the beginning? No, I said that at the end. So I mean, technically I said it. I don't know. Uh you know, you can't sue me on Black History Month. Come on now. Uh but anyways, I'm not a financial advisor, but that's just something I would say. You know, investing is a great way to increase your money by um what's they call it what they call it when you go to sleep and you still make money in your in your sleep make money in your sleep pastime what's the word i forget the word man that's how you know i'm not a financial advisor because that person would have had it on deck passive income hey there we go that's what i was looking for i ain't looked that up either i was just thinking but um anyways yeah so that's what i want to get into you know uh you increase your money over time which is aka passive income and then um you get the the latest information about gaming you know who would have who would have thunk that mortal kombat 12 would have got leaked in an earnings call by warner bros uh ceo like come on now um i guess i can finish this off if if um anybody wants to join in to give their perspective on mortal kombat you can but i'm gonna use the rest of this time if not to talk about my love for mortal kombat and um kind of what i was talking about when i was uh just thinking about Mortal Kombat as a franchise. I think the game that I've been like at my best as a gamer is definitely Mortal Kombat X. Like there was a time where I was playing Mortal Kombat X and I was so nice. I felt like I could have went to one of them underground gaming tournaments and came out with something. Like that's how nice I was. Like obviously people think they're nice all the time, but I was like playing random people like for money. Like it was like it was like, bro, put your money up, you know what I mean? We get it in, you know what I mean? And I won every time. I'm not joking. I won every time. Um, so yeah, man. Once uh, Mortal Kombat 11 came out, it was kind of upsetting for me because for for my Mortal Kombat fans, they definitely know that uh, Sub Zero got significantly nerfed from MKX to MK11, and of course Scorpion, you know, is just always fire in every tier, you know what I mean, or in every game. But Sub Zero for some reason had to get nerfed. But uh. Yeah, so that that hurt my heart, man. So I didn't really play uh Mortal Kombat 11 like that, but I still think that I was really, really nice at MKX. Like probably my best as a gamer. Like that's probably the sweatiest I've ever been. Like as far as a sweat for for people who don't know what a sweat is, it means a, a gamer who plays a game a lot. So yeah, but um, as far as a, just a straight sweat, that, that's probably uh one of the games I've I've I was just straight nerd just bro like i was looking up frame like by frame seeing what move counting what move like i was and and sub-zero was my was my guy but i also used um the guy with the bow the the guy with the bow and arrow he was nice i used him a lot so him but sub-zero was my man like if i wanted a more of a challenge i would play to do with the bow and arrow but when i was sub-zero with the little clone stuff hey it was hard to touch me man i'm not gonna lie to you um and the way I would play would be so annoying. Like I just throw the I would throw the clone at you. Like 
for people who never play MKX, you probably know what I'm talking about. But when you when you put the clone out, you can literally throw the clone and like it'll get to the point where they get just tired of getting hit with the clone, so they'll just stand back and I'll just throw the clone at them. I hit them with a slide, so it's so much nerd talk. But basically, if you throw the clone, you have to block high, right? And if I use the slide you have to block low. So when you do it at the same time, I mean, obviously you can block both of them, but you have to be like really timing it. So I get them every time, man. I get them every time. That's that's probably the, yeah, that's the most sweatiest I've ever, that's the sweatiest I've ever been at a game, man. Like I was just straight nerding out on MKX. So yeah, that's basically it. You know what I mean? I don't really have too much to talk about. I mean, Mortal Kombat 12 got leaked to come out this year. I mean, it's not, it's literally got no more information besides that. So uh, I guess I can talk about Warner Bros. being um, sold or they're trying to sell it. I think they're trying to sell it. Was that HBO? I get them mixed up. I think it's HBO trying to sell. But isn't that under Warner Bros.? I don't know. Let me not get into that. Just look up beyond the trailer if you want to know about the whole selling of, of big companies or not. Uh, yeah, so click my link here in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about Warner Bros. leaking in the earnings call of all places that Mortal Kombat 12 is releasing this year? So now we're going to finish up with uh, some hip-hop drama because, you know, what else is going on in hip-hop besides people just, you know, calling each other snitches, you know what I mean? So anyways, we're going to get into T.I. responding to Boosie over snitching allegations. Because, but it came from a conversation that my partner and I were having, and that conversation was, hey, bro, if me and you catch a case together and I die before you, it's mine. Right. It's mine. He's like, nah, I can't do that. Yes, you can. It's mine. Why don't, why can't you? Right. I don't understand it. Damn man can't go to jail. I just don't understand it. Right. You understand? I mean, and... He said, nah, I can't do it. You know what I mean? He said, man, I can't really say nothing about anybody who do, but I can't do it. So off of that conversation, I created a set of circumstances. You know what I mean? Right. And I thought that the embellishment was clear when I said I talked to my cousin and he told me. They didn't get the satire in the conversation. They, they didn't, didn't get the change of inflection of voice. They didn't get the fact that you was basically being man. sarcastic. Humor, sarcasm, satire might be satire. Yeah, I love using them big words, don't he? Yeah, yeah he was yeah. fucking around. Because it All right. So basically, um, yeah, T.I. was caught in 4K capping once again that uh, he was not snitching on his uh, dead homie, even though he said he was snitching. I had dead homie, which uh, if I if I can pull this up, let me see. By the way, this is off my YouTube channel, so y'all should follow. You know what I mean? Um, at Analytic Dreams, as you you can see right there. You know what I'm saying? Just dropped the Drake one. You know what I mean? I am live right now, but this probably won't be up after the fact. But uh, as you can see, you know the the views are views looking kind of nice. I ain't gonna lie to you. But anyways, here's the other thing from Ti that he said. I have a gun. Why are we going through the court process? <laughs> so we count no gun cases. To that, and you know, my lawyer said, "Well, you know, I can make everything go away if it to if it was Tremel's." After he had passed, I had a talk with him. What to say? After he passed, he had a talk with him. So apparently, you know, Ti is the second coming of Jesus because you know he's talking he's talking to people in the current life and the past life. That's crazy. I take all the charges you got. Mm. If you can walk away free and put it on me, 
Goddamn. He said, if you could. Hey, hold on. He was spitting right there. He said, if you could. Can I run that back? So is that so, what boys giving you shit about because you put it on? Nah, hell no. Nah, okay. Nah, nah, nah. Don't nobody even know about that. I just volunteered. This and he just volunteered that answer kind of like he volunteered some other information. But, you know, it's okay. It's all right. I'm a law-abiding citizen. So um, I don't really call it snitching. Like the uh, <laughs> like the notorious uh, academic says, um, he says he calls it truth-telling, which is something I would definitely label it. I mean, if somebody robbed me, I'm calling the police and I'm telling them the truth. You know what I'm saying? Because, of course, I'm not in that line of work where I would have to lie or not cooperate with the police. Now, of course, as a black man in America, the whole relationship between the police, you know, isn't the isn't the greatest. You know what I mean? If I do say so myself. Um, but when it comes to cooperating with law enforcement to get your car fixed off of somebody else's insurance because they hit you or to get something... Uh, to get somebody put away because they're trying to break into your home. Like, you know, there's there's ways to not condemn snitching in society as black people because I feel like this whole snitching argument is only from a certain demographic and it's centered around gang culture. But you know what the problem is with that? Everybody is not in a gang. And when Takeoff died, Everybody left the scene and nobody cooperated with the police. And then more information came out that people came after the fact to talk to the police that weren't even in the gang. They just left because everybody else was leaving. So this whole gang culture is very influential on people who are non-gang members and that's a that's what that's the key that i want to get into a lot of people want to claim oh he snitched he snitched like are you in a gang like if somebody's saying like oh this so-and-so snitched i can't listen to him the the first question i would ask him is are you in a gang because at that point if they say yes then you got to let that brother be because you know non-law-abiding people will do whatever it takes to get ahead in life and i'm not trying to be no uh victim you know what i'm saying so as a law-abiding citizen like myself you know um I feel like when you get into T.I. versus Boosie, you have to understand that both of these people are from the gang life. So it makes sense. Boosie said on a DJ Vlad interview that he's canceling the album that he did together with T.I. because he cooperated with the police. And Boosie even said, quote, well, I don't have to say quote. I can play the actual interview. Yeah, so I'm gonna play the whole interview and then we're gonna pick it up from there. So here's here's Boosie talking about y'all wanna see the comments on my video? Hold on, let me see. Somebody said, Oh, I definitely can't read that. Hold up. Um Yeah, no, I ain't got I got 2020 vision, but I can't see that. That, that is small. Um Okay. Here we go. After he passed. He said, put it on me. A dead man told him to do that. <laughs> Yo, people, this comment section is funny. Uh, this dude just snitches on himself at will. You are on video exposing how you lied in court, literally admitting you were the culprit. Man, people using sophisticated words and everything to condemn T.I. You love to see it. Anyways, um, let's look at the other one. Let's look at the comments. Cause I, I love looking at the comment section. Okay, let's look at this one. Okay, somebody just said basically T.I. in a cap emoji. So they said T.I. cap. Uh, 
And then somebody else said, I seen a lot of guys wake up explaining. Okay, I don't know what that means. But uh, yeah, okay, so that was that was it. That was it for the comments. But uh let's let's get into Boosie. Let's get into Boosie, because it, it was tripping with this one. I know Vlad's tripping with this one. This man had an eight-part interview with Boosie. And he's rele releasing it in, in eight parts. Like, he's literally taking part by part by part to release this interview. It's kind of crazy. Anyways, uh, this is what Boosie had to say about the whole T.I. situation. Hopefully, I don't get taken down. I don't think Vlad will take me down, will he? I don't know. You never know with Vlad. He's shady. You had a mostly completed album, and then this came out. Yes, bro. Did you and T.I. have a conversation about that? No, bro. Last time we talked, he said we, we ran into Coach And you can hear the pain in Boosie's voice, too. He's like, no, bro. We ain't had no conversation before that. Like, listen to this man. Say, man, we gonna talk about the album. You know what I'm saying? That was the last thing we talked about, but... Man, it was bad timing, bro. Like, we finna put this shit together. Real smoke, bro, and you going there. Real smoke. Would I stand on you going a fucking interview and say that? Well, you even mm. said that this album would. You know, the great, the great Rod Wave once said. What did he say? <laughs> I forget what he said. I think he said like, through all the hard times I've been through, that's why I got hard times tatted on me or something like that. I think that's what he said. So this is basically Boosie going through a hard time. Cause imagine making a whole album, a whole album with somebody. And he just goes and says something that's completely against your culture and, and your your way of life. Cause Boosie is, you know, I'm not trying to be the feds. I think everybody knows that Boosie is, you know, maybe affiliated with somebody allegedly. Let's just say that. So he could feel some type of way to what T.I. said more than our average law abiding citizen. So that's why this whole beef makes sense. But Boosie explaining this is just so funny. Well, T.I. is better than Drake and 21 Savage's album. Smoke! <laughs> that's how good this motherfucker is. <laughs> you know, me and Tip hard to get up to. Bro, smoke, bro. It's talent, bro. But I'm not going to lie. They are hard together. I think there was a track with Young Thug. Boosie and T.I. And that's like a certified classic to this day. Just look up Young Thug, T.I. and Boosie. I forget what track it's called. It may be off of Barter 6, but that track is a classic. Like Boosie and T.I. really, I think their inflection is really, um, really makes the track more dynamic. Because the way that Boosie sounds, of course, and the way that T.I. sounds like them together, I ain't gonna lie that he could, you know, some, sometimes old heads, I'm not gonna call Boosie old, it's kind of, you know, kind of messed up but uh for, for the most part let me take this off the screen for vlad takes me down um i think that vlad not vlad my bad i think that when when most old heads say oh this is better than so and so or this is better than your whatever you listen to currently i think they'd just be hating but boosie and ti like you know some of the greatest you know rappers when it comes to making rap music not like actually like lyricists but um i mean some people say ti's quote-unquote lyricists but as far as boosie and ti all i'm saying is i can see where their collab album could, could be on that level as far as impact because boosie is in the news every day for everything other than 
uh music i mean he was just calling the head of instagram like zuckenberger you know what i mean like this man just makes news from not even putting out music so him and ti could have put out something that was just straight flames and it's sad that the situation had happened because um you know as a law-abiding citizen i would love to see the snitching era of hip-hop be put to rest because first notoriously i mean he may have just spurred the whole thing honestly we may have to blame takashi 69 for this whole wave of just snitching for clout because ti did i mean uh takashi 69 did it in the most outlandish way ever like just being on the stand finger pointing like the meme like literally just pointing at certain people like the judge is like can you point to who did that and then you know before he even finished the sentence takashi 69 just stood up and just pointed right at him so now you have like the whole gunner situation the whole gunner situation with ysl and he uh apparently uh you know gave us some information so that he could go home and now we have the whole ti situation where ti gave up some information so he didn't have to go to jail so this whole snitching saga in hip-hop i mean of course there's other ones like ysl mondo um where he which that was wild like i don't even want to speak on that because i don't like he probably gets so many death threats to this day from ysl because he had like a nine-hour video of just telling just straight just like a telethon like honestly it was like one of them like he probably had a stretch you know what i mean get up you know I don't know what Mariah Carey does, but wherever, wherever her vocal routine is, he probably had to do all that and then just start telling police everything. So what YSL Mondo did, hey, I'm glad I'm not in the gang life. But anyways, there was some other people who snitched as well. They was talking about 1090 Jake. I mean, he like literally 1090 Jake is the person who exposes rappers for snitching. You know what? I just thought of this. I had a tweet, right? that i put up about boston rich and boston richie i think that's how you say snitching from 1090 jake and tell me why one of the people under his management i swear to you i cannot make this up hit me up and was basically cussing me out and they didn't give no death threat so it wasn't nothing crazy but it was cussing me out talking about i don't know what i'm talking about if uh call my phone stuff like that like he literally said call my phone but he didn't give me no phone number i was like obviously i'm not gonna ask for your phone number after you cuss me out i've never said this on live before but yeah i put out that if you even look at a boston richie notorious mass effect twitter like literally my tweet is one of those that could be like used as far as like trending and why boston R richie got so much flack of course academics is probably number one but as far as tweeting about boston richie if you go on twitter look up boston richie notorious mass effect and look at the uh the, the sheer impact you can understand why his uh management hit me up but um now that i think about it, it may have been his brother because i know academics was talking to somebody and that person kind of um no nah, because he actually had boston richie i don't think he ever had his brother on but basically one of his management hit me up and i knew it was his management because he had like a lot of followers um and it literally said boston richie you know management or whatever they was under it was under some type of label but um yeah man i ain't never had that happen before that was wild i mean obviously i didn't respond i was just like well that man's upset and then went on about my day like nothing happened so uh <laughs> yeah that stuff don't really bother me that's why i got into this in the first place because that stuff don't bother me but um what else oh yeah so 1090 jake the person who exposes people from for snitching more notoriously exposed boston richie for uh 
snitching that's the that's the thing that i uh, tweeted out and the person who exposes rappers for snitching people then turned on him and started accusing him of snitching and they actually have paperwork on 1090 jake this whole term paperwork needs to be left in educational situations like the term paperwork should only be used is if you're in collegiate or just uh educational institution because everybody who's using paperwork outside of it is just using it in the most derogatory way ever but anyways so yeah apparently 1090 jake the person who exposing everybody else for snitching is also snitching and i'm just so confused because i'm like bro how is he snitching if he's and i'm just like bro this term snitching just needs to just needs to go away just needs to be done forever like i'm tired of it like like y'all don't have anything else to do better with your time but to but to look at people who's snitching and call them out i don't know man so this whole boosie and uh, ti situation is very unfortunate hopefully they they um hopefully they they uh make up and put out the album because i feel like this is tremendous pro promo for the album but i don't think the album will have too much content referring to like snitching but i mean if you just want a promo for your album then i guess that's it but like i don't think this is promo like i think this is real smoke anyways uh boosie was even you know enjoying his his day at a uh at a game right and ti basically said boy you both you're supposed to be here checking this paperwork and straightening your face or else you flaw according to the convict law okay okay and then boosie said i'm gonna text you or i texted you so he texted ti and then okay so that was like later last week or whatever and then just recently six hours ago well six hours ago posted by uh academics but you know he's he's a fez when it comes to snitching so this is probably accurate um bootsy said you were certified rat talking about ti of course you was getting oh i can't read that i know that's a pg podcast that's crazy anyways let's just say that uh ti had a very provocative picture of of maybe ti sitting on another man's lap which is nothing wrong with that i'm just pointing out the fact that boosie used that as a derogatory way to get at uh ti all right so they're not gonna i don't think they're gonna make up anytime soon after i just saw that that was that was yeah because isn't ti married so that would be anyways yeah that's um okay so boosie and ti is probably not gonna make up at all that's unfortunate ti is angry boosie's angry they're both digging deep for each other's secrets and that's one thing I, I found out like the internet even with this like even with me doing content it's like bro one day somebody's gonna go and pick up something that is gonna be completely taken out of context and just make me look crazy like i just know that's gonna happen one day but um for the most part for boosie and ti to be doing that to each other knowing what they go through respectively because they're both famous it's unfortunate to see two musicians like boosie and ti going through this whole snitching back and forth and who's snitching who didn't and at this point i would hope it will be promo for the collab album but considering what boosie said on vlad it doesn't look like it like let's get back into what boosie was saying about ti but you know like he heard me with that one bro you know like bro like <laughs> from me i was just really trying to figure out i was like man i think this fucking dude is lying I think he just went up that motherfucker and like, why would you? 
I mean, look, look, look. I mean, the, the whole argument of, of why. And then you see, you see the, you hear the excitement in Vlad's voice. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got to another, uh, <laughs> I got more drama from black man. Like, you know, Vlad, Vlad, hey, Vlad is sneaky with it, but you know what he'd be doing. But, um, yeah, nah, the, the excitement in Vlad's voice was wild throughout this whole Boosie interview. That's all I got to say. So anyways, uh, T.I. and Boosie, they're still going through it, man. Uh, man, pray for both of their situations, man. I don't think it's going to turn violent at all, but I do think we may get uh, deprived of a collab album from Boosie and T.I., which will will be uh, unfortunate because a Boosie and T.I. album, I bet their fans will want that expeditiously. So anyways, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about Boosie and T.I. beefing? And did T.I. convince you that he was in the right after responding to Boosie over the snitching allegations getting into the overview of the pod of course of course i had to start with the goat because this news cannot go unchecked this man said he was thinking about retiring and um you know when uh little dirk said i almost i fell down to my knees when the law came man I almost fell down to my knees and Drake said he was retiring, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. But anyway, so I got into that whole conversation. I also had a, a feature. Um, I don't want to say his name wrong. I definitely forgot. Oh, man. Um, I wish it would show me the people who was. It's not showing me. That's unfortunate. Uh well let's just say that uh I de I had a guest for that one um uh, not like a like a guest uh but but I had a person join in um and he gave his perspective on the whole Drake retiring and we got into some of the Grammy uh, aspects of the well we got into some aspects of the Grammy awards and what he had to add was very insightful and I'm glad that he was part of that conversation. Then we got to Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League and I got into the developers uh, showcase and basically basically them breaking down different mechanics of the Suicide Squad and what that would entail going forward and how people need to stop hating on Suicide Squad and just take in the fact that it's rock steady at the helm and not some random development studio. Then I got into WB confirming that Mortal Kombat uh, 12 is coming out this year via an earnings call of all places. Imagine that earnings call. I'll be at people was gasping and everything. Like you can't even make too much noise during the earnings call because I don't even think they can hear you. Like you literally just listen to the dude talk. But anyways, um, then we ended with T.I. responding to Boosie over snitching allegations. Mm-mm-mm. So that's about it for the episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me an email letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in my next episode. Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias. And to keep up with my latest activities, if you want to support the show, hold up. Click my link tree to to keep up okay i guess so i don't know i always mess up the outro i don't know i guess that's just a, a normal thing at this point but anyways <laughs> click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow but what in the world i just messed up again click my, i can't read my bad i'm doing my best floyd mayweather impression give me a second click my link tree in my bio 
to access my social media and to keep up with my latest activities okay there we go if you want to uh, <laughs> i don't know why that was so difficult if you, if you want to support the show financially uh click my cash app link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall make sure to share this podcast and rate this five stars on whatever platform you are currently listening on as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses now after my greatest Floyd Mayweather impression I want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Notorious Mass Effect